Welcome to Balcony Cheerleader, the podcast dedicated to celebrating you. I'm your host, Miss Thunder, and you know what it is. It's that boom time. And today's episode, it is going to be titled, If You Want to Slay the Dragon, You Must Own Your Truth. And my guest today is a rising real estate star and self-help guru, Mr. Brian Logan. What's up, B? What's going on, Thunder? Thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. I am extremely thrilled to be here. And, uh, you know, I just appreciate the opportunity. So um, kudos to you. Uh, see, oh, you know what? I didn't even pay Brian to say that, y'all. I, I swear to God. <laughs> yes, no payment. No payment. No payment required. No, but- you see that? <laughs> he said no payment required. This episode is a call to action. And I say it's a call to action because we're talking about owning your truth. And in order to own your truth, you must be willing to be vulnerable and do that, what I call that self inventory. And talking about this, I couldn't have a better conversation with this young man. Listen, he looks amazing cosmetically, but what's in the inside of him is just as better be. So when people look at you, you are from Generation Z. When people look at you, they see eye candy, do they not? Um. (laughs) You know, it's it's hard to say um, because I'm, I'm more humble of a guy, but, right. um, you know, I think to a certain extent, you, you might, you might be onto something there. So he's a young man trailblazer. And I need people to understand because young people seem to think you have to be a certain age to be able to finally reach this epiphany, Brian, to where you're like, okay, I can now own my truth. In order for you to get to the point to where you are right now, we got to go back to the beginning of where this started, when we're, we're going to go back to your childhood, your upraising, and then even as an adult, for you to sit here and be like, okay, this is who I am. I'm owning it. And now I'm getting ready to slay the dragon. Let's go back to the beginning, Brian. Yeah. So, you know, I, I appreciate that because looking back, um, I grew up in a, in a relatively middle-class family. My father used to do mortgages back in the day. Uh, my mother's okay. always been in, uh, you know, administration. And so that's kind of been her gig from the get up. But uh, I grew up in a, in a fairly um, larger home as far as uh, I had two sisters, uh, three at a time, uh, myself and then my, my mother and father. But, um, you know, I, I grew up learning certain things that I think have uh, carried over um, for years and years and years and just and, and grown uh, to an exponential point. Uh, but you know, I say that to say foundation is important. And growing up, I was taught, you know, very um, simple, but but very important uh, values and things that stuck with me. Mm. Um, And so, you know, when I look back at it today, where I am now, um, on a mental level, um, even a physical level, you know, there's just certain things that you're, that you need. And, uh, I think one of the most important things was discipline. Um, amen to that. My father was in the air force. And, uh, and so, you know, obviously anybody who comes from a military background understands the importance of discipline, but, um, that was something that was beat into me early and it wasn't (laughs) like I use the word beat. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it wasn't just, um, you know, being sharp and it was, waking up at five o'clock in the morning and, and just doing something simple, like eating a good breakfast or, or getting a workout with my father, things like that. Um, that, right. just, that, that just sat with me and just carried over and uh, continued to snowball um, and got to a point where, you know, th- those, those, that foundation that was built um, was, was, you know, able to, to, to become and stay built on uh, even after, you know, th- those certain messages. So um, mm. I'm just, I'm extremely happy uh, to be in the place that I am today. And by no means am I, you know, perfect or, um, you know, I'm, I'm still working on myself day in and day out, but the Mm -hmm. beauty of life is that you, you, you get to wake up every day 
reset and chase after that same thing that you were chasing yesterday, which is being a better person. Ooh. And, um, you know, Ooh. one of the things that I, I wanted to mention here, and, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll give it back to you, but um, a, a gentleman that I heard speak recently, his name is Ed Milet, and he, you know, he's a uh, an investor in real estate and someone that I, I, I've listened to quite avidly, but he said, the, the, the thing about life is you chase that guy, right? Or that woman, you chase that person. Right. And, you know, being a Christian believer, you, you, you either go to heaven and you meet that person that you could have been in your identical twins, Ooh. or you go to hell and you suffer being complete strangers to that person. Hmm. And so my, my, my thing is I want to continue chasing that person, you know, until I can't chase them anymore until things are, until things are all said and done. And, um, and I think as long as you carry that mentality day in and day out, you know, it's, it's hard for you to, uh, to fail. Mm. What about when you face, um, Brian, the bumps and bruises of life, like even in your younger years, um, people don't think that when you look a certain way and if you're attractive, you don't have problems or you never get bullied. But that wasn't the case with you. You and I were talking about this earlier and you were telling me once like how you um, when you were in your younger years, how you got bullied and how that stuck with you and it resonated with you and how you had to overcome that. What about the people who are out there who, you know, because we've all been bullied in our lives and some people know how to rise above it and some people are still stuck in that. What advice do you have for people who were bullied or who are around that negative energy where they're always being brought down? What advice do you have to that? So to that, um, and, and it's a lot easier said than done. I'll, I'll start off with that. You know, it, it's, it's way sure. easier said than done, but there's a lot of self-reflection that has to happen there. And, um, you know, in those moments, you feel that it, it doesn't matter what color you are, what you look like, what you feel like you mm. can be bullied by any, by anybody. Mm. And for me, um, you know, I think one of the things that truly helped me was getting to a point where I was just sick and tired of it. Mm. You know, I was just, I, you have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired in order to do something or, or force yourself to do something that you may not ordinarily do. Mm. And uh, for me, I didn't like the idea that I was letting someone else gain power over me. And every day I had to look in the mirror and say, you know, is this really what I am? Oh, and powerful. when I realized with the, when I realized that the answer was no, um, that's when things changed for me. That's when I woke up and said, you know what, today's going to be different today. I'm not going to let that person tell me that, you know, I can't, you know, I can't get, uh, um, I can't get by, or I'm not going to let that person cut me just because, you know, they felt that they could, or, you know, mm. things like that. And, um, and how and did you fight back in that moment, Brian, walk us through, how did you fight back? I'll say, I mean, a couple of times we, we had to use the fist, you know, but that, <laughs> a couple of times you, you just, sometimes you just, it just gets there and you, right. you know, at that point you're, you're invested. But um, besides that, I mean, just, just being mentally, tr trying to remain mentally strong. And, you know, as a child, it's, it's hard to process that because you don't truly know what that is. You're, you're, yeah. you're innocent. Um, you just feel like people are picking on you because it's you and it's not. It's not. People pick on you because of them. People pick on you because they are missing something. Speak, they're, Brian, they're, speak. They're missing a piece in their life that makes them feel complete. And so they're robbing you of that piece in order to, to, to make them whole. When you mm. stop giving them access to that piece, they are automatically programmed to fall apart. And so without even having to use the fist sometimes. Sometimes it was just as simple as saying no, standing up for yourself and saying, no, you're not going to do that. Mm. And, you know, if, if things, you know, escalate, they escalate. But most times bullies only bully people who they feel they can. And so you have to, um, again, do that self-reflection to understand what it is that you know, you're giving them authority over of, and then take that piece away from them. And I think that 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 would help um, tremendously, um, you know, whenever you're, you're dealing with those adverse adversities.
What was the hardest truth that you had to admit about yourself? The hardest truth that I had to admit to myself was probably um, realizing that things aren't always as they seem. Um, and, and that applies to many things, but specifically, you know, you look, for example, I'm in real estate. Right. Um, I thought I knew everything about real estate before I got, before I even got into real estate, before I even got my license. I said, you know what? I'm a people person. I'm a nice guy. You know, I'll right. do really well in real estate, Right. but that's not it. That's not it. It it, it takes a lot more effort. It takes a lot more patience. It takes a lot more of everything that you are. And you you have to kind of understand that. And and for me, that was a hard pill to swallow because for the first time, I kind of got kicked in in the butt. You know, I felt that That ego check. check. I felt that ego check. And I said, you know, I, I. I thought I was all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> and really, I was, you know, I may have still been all that to me, but I had to earn the chips. I had to go get the chips. And um, and I feel like it took a while for me to understand that. And there's no timeline on it. People beat right. themselves up because they feel like they didn't wake up today and feel better than who they were yesterday. And that's just oh, not how it works. It took years. It, it took years and experiences for me to really truly understand what that did to me when I became a realtor back at 18, wide eye, bushy tail, mm-hmm. you know, it, it took a while. It took a while for me to understand who I was, regain that confidence, come back with a game plan and do it the right way. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that is the biggest thing is, is never getting too high and never getting too low. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when things feel like they're at an all time low, there's going to be better days ahead. And when you have those better days, then there's going to come some bad days, but you just have to give and take, and you have to be comfortable enough to realize that and uh, comfortable enough to bounce back and, 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 and do things, you know, the right way the second time around. So mm. that was, that was important for me. What would you say right now, if you could describe it with one word besides the ego, because we all have to check our egos at the door. What, what do you say right now was your weakness and how did you take that one thing that was truly your weakness, your vulnerability? How did you take that weakness and flip it and be triumphant with it? So my, my one weakness I would probably, uh, point to, um, was my, my uh, inability to take certain risks. Oh, it was my inability to take certain risks. And, you know, it's, it's still something I'm working on. It's a work in progress. Like that, that is something that we are um, actively addressing and working on, you know, till this day, but the inability to say, you know, this is what I believe in. I'm going to go after it. No matter who says what, no matter there it is, there it is close in my face. I'm going to chase after this thing because I believe in it. I think that there's some promise there and, um, and, 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 and I feel that I can achieve it. If I put my mind to it, I can achieve it. And if you believe that, if you believe those three things, then there's nothing that should be holding you back, including. Mm. What do you say to this? Cause this is one of the questions that someone emailed me. Um, one of my listeners is struggling with something. He said, how do you deal with other people's expectations of what they think your life should be. So in other words, parents have expectations of what your life should be. Your significant other, whether it's your wife, your husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, your children, your coworkers, your siblings, everyone has a tag of what they think you should be. Does that affect your decision to own who you are? Does that for, for you, because I know for years it weighed heavily on me, you know, cause people always said, you know, you know what, you should go back to law school. You should finish up your degree. You should do this. You should do that. Everyone had the optics for me on what they thought I mm. should be. Wow. And, and for years 
I fell prey to that because I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister. I consider myself a community activist, um, this, that. So I played into that role. And for years I was miserable and it took me years to be able to own who I am and say, you know what? I don't fit. I don't fit in this club. I don't fit in no club. Where do I fit? Well, I fit with me. So to you, how do you deal with the expectations that your parents have for you, your your girlfriend, your your sibling society. How do you deal with that, B? Wow. So that that's important. That's a big one. Um, and you know, I think you have to start by really knowing what it is that you want out of your life. Mm, stop you know, number one, clarity. That's stop number one is you have to be clear on what vision it is that you have. Um, the second thing is you have to learn that what other people, you know, fail to realize sometimes is that although they love you and they think they know what's best for you, truly the only person that knows what's best for you is you. And if you're too busy or too distracted by what others, um, expect you to do, you move further, you move that goalpost further and further and further. Mm. And so we have to learn to stop moving the goalposts and start moving our, our placement forward. You know, it's one thing to take someone's advice and to process it and make your own decisions. But it's another thing to let that overcloud your judgment as far as what you know to be right and wrong. Mm. I know in the bottom of my heart, that real estate is where I want to be and where I'm going to be. So if someone told me that they felt that I should pursue um, a career in finances, you know, that's just not where my heart is. I would consider it. I would, you know, understand it and, and, and see if I could get a picture of where they're coming from. But at the end of the day, your decisions affect your life, not that other person's. And you can't allow that to be the case. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because they're not clear on what their vision is. Mm. And so it takes, it takes time. It's not built overnight, but start focusing on the nuances of what you want your life to be. If you want your life to be happy and, you know, you're, you're not concerned with making a ton of money, but you want to be comfortable, then focus on what's important to get to that point. Don't listen to the outside noise, sit down, listen to yourself, self-reflect and, and really get a better picture of where it is you want to be in 10 years. And that'll help solve 75% of the issues surrounding mm-hmm. that topic. So step one is the clarity and we're going to move into step two. Do you feel like this is, I, cause this is the two number slash one for me. You also have to enter into a realm of forgiveness and forgiveness of those who hurt you, disappointed you. And you also have to figure out how to forgive yourself for the mistakes and the atrocities that you have done to others. Would you say that's a big key to forgiving yourself, owning some of your past behavior, present or future behavior to you? Would you agree with that? How do you feel about that? Absolutely. You owe it to yourself to be accountable for everything that you do. Mm. Um, You owe it to yourself because one of the things that we don't realize that happens to us subconsciously is as you avoid accountability, you give yourself a a get out of jail card. Absolutely. We don't always deserve or need that get out of jail card. I tell people all the time, I appreciate flowers, but I'd much rather you give me dead roses. And the reason being is because it teaches you to work harder and to be better. And when you're not holding yourself accountable, you're not giving yourself an excuse to be better. You're just giving yourself an excuse. There it is. And that leads to other, because either you're going to contaminate or you're going to contribute. There is no two ways to the middle on that. And that's the hardest part about when you're learning yourself, when you're going through this self-discovery and owning your truth, which is what brings me to step number three is 
you must, after you forgive yourself, and it's, you have to be willing to be vulnerable, vulnerable to the process of aborting all of the things that you thought you knew. Now you got to be willing to go to things that, okay, wow, I need to start back over. This is how it can be done. You have to open that mind and that, that, that process. And like you said, being vulnerable. And that's the hard part. That was the hard part for me was learning how to be vulnerable because when you are a leader, you really don't have time to be vulnerable because people come at you at all directions and they rely on your strength. And they rely on your strength for their hope when they tie their dreams. So you don't really get time to be vulnerable. I had to be taught how to be vulnerable. And that was a very, very daunting awakening for me to be like, wait a minute, I have to be susceptible to this because it opened up in my mind, Pandora's box. But in essence, it didn't open up Pandora's box. What it did was it opened up a whole nother layer of me being able to see the world without a fog, but with clarity. You know what I mean? Would you, what is your, you know, so what do you feel about that? Like when you had to be vulnerable, how did that make you feel sitting into vulnerability? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'll be vulnerable here. I mean, I I was late to the show today. Yes, he was. He owes me a hundred pushups. I do. I do. (laughs) I'm going to work on that as soon as we finish up here, but um, you know, that's a part of being accountable. And again, that is a mistake that because I, I, I hold myself to an extremely high regard when it comes to punctuality and timeliness. So, you know, me being late like that is just it, it, it bothers me. It bothers me to the core. You know, I'll even think about it even after we get off this call today. But um, allowing yourself to be vulnerable is, is, is extremely important um, because a lot of the time, if you don't, you know, sometimes you have a tendency to be hard on yourself. Yes. But being vulnerable really gives you an opportunity to look at yourself and say, you know what? I'm human. I make mistakes, but I'm going to correct those mistakes and I'm going to be better. And sometimes you need to hear it. You know, sometimes you need to hear it. And um, a lot of the times, you know, I don't have I don't have trouble speaking on my flaws. Um, this is actually my second go around with real estate. Um, my first oh, wow. with real estate, it, it didn't work out the way that I wanted to. And I didn't do a lot of the things that I knew would have made me great, but I just wasn't confident enough to do it. I didn't believe in myself. Mm. Um, and so, What's different this time around? Because people are going to ask me, Thunder, well, what was different for you? Because f- let me, this is a two-part question for you. When well, you were going through your vulnerability, what was the most scariest part? Because I was scared. Yeah. I'm opening myself up. I, and people ask me, what was the scariest part? Failure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was that fit that, that, that fear, it fear can work for you one of two ways. It can catapult you into greatness or it can paralyze you. And for a long time, it paralyzed progress for me. Wow. Wow. It it paralyzed me because I was so afraid that if I failed, I was letting my family down. I was letting those that believed in me. I was like their, their hero. People would say, Oh, Thunder, you're my shero. How could I let them down? Yeah. But in essence, I was letting them down because I was letting me down. Mm, wow. So for me, that was the scary uh, for, for me, the vulnerability, the most scariest part for me was just absolutely failure. What was the scariest part for you? Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. And uh, just to kind of piggyback off of that, you know, I think it, 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 it really comes down to your desire mm. and, uh, and wanting it. Um, my biggest fear was that after I failed, I wouldn't want it, that I would feel discouraged and that I would never want to go back to it. But something called me to revisit it. And it, 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 it hit me like a, like a, like a train, you know, it really just kind of bounced in and, and, and took my entire uh, thought process and transformed it into action. Um, and from there, it's just kind of, you know, taken off. But, you know, I say that to say y- you're, you're scared a lot of the times because you feel that, you know, failure is, is something that hits you in the moment and it hurts you. But when you give it time, you let it heal 
you take care of it, you rehab it. You, you, when you do that, you're really giving yourself, um, you know, you're, you're, you're giving yourself the credit for failing. And I say that because you have to, in order to celebrate the wins, you know, if you don't know what a true loss feels like, then the true wins don't feel quite as good. You know, you have to become and you have to understand and be comfortable feeling that fear and, um, and taking it and turning it into something, into a positive. So, I, you know, I, I can agree with that, 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 that whole thing that you went through. You know, feeling scared is never, is never a good feeling. It, it stinks, but it's something that we have to experience. It's something we have to go through um, in order to truly appreciate, you know, what, uh, what good is ahead. Let me ask you this, B. Who did you fear the most with your failure? Because I'm going to answer that after you. Who did you fear the most with your failure? Um, I, I feared that I, I feared, I feared myself, honestly, I, mm. I was scared. I was scared to look in the mirror for a long time. Mm. You know, I was very scared to, you know, like we said, be vulnerable, look at myself and say, you know, this is not you because for a long time I thought it was me. You know, I thought I was the person who was just, you know, gonna sat, settle for, for, for less, mm. settle for something that, you know, God had directed me towards. I didn't think that, you know, for me personally, I didn't think that I was going to bounce back and be able to put myself into a position um, to, to win, you know, and that was the scariest thing. And so, you know, to answer that question, you know, it was probably myself. I, I couldn't look in the mirror. I couldn't, you know, do certain things for a long time because I just felt like, uh, you know, I felt like what I had gotten is all that I had deserved. Mm. And when you understand that you deserve so much more because you wouldn't have got these things, you wouldn't have had these visions in the first place. Absolutely. I'll start there. You don't Absolutely. have visions without it being meant for you. And whether it's meant for you now or, or sometime in the future or 25 years in the future, it, 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 it's, it's me if it's meant for you, it's put there for a reason. You have to understand that and realize that it's okay to look in the mirror um, and, and, and accept who you are while still striving to be someone better, you know, tomorrow. So mm, that's, powerful, that's powerful. My, and, and I asked you that question first, because you just basically echoed my sentiments. My biggest fear was facing myself. I would see in the mirror images of myself, but I never looked at the deep reflection. Because to look at reflection requires thought. It requires you owning truth and finding clarity. And I didn't in moments have the strength to really look at myself because the woman that I was, it was not the woman that I desired to be. And so that within itself, again, it paralyzed me. And mm -hmm. just like you said earlier in our conversation, you said, you get to the point to where you get sick and tired and get sick and tired. And then I'm going to quote Dr. Phil. He would always say, how's it working for you? It wasn't working. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. How is it working for you? You spend, because a lot of our, there's 24 hours in a day. We're going to sleep and eat in part of that. Right. But we spend a lot of the majority of our time on people, places, and things that contaminate the, and that don't really give a what about us. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. We don't have to do that. And this is why we're calling this episode a call of action. Yes. You must own your truth. Be hang tight as we go to this quick mid-roll here. Listen, Absolutely. if you would like to be a guest on Balcony Cheerleader and share your story of inspiration or you would like to hear a show topic, I'm going to ask you to please go to thisthunder.net. And also, if you love what you're hearing, please subscribe and download this 
episode. So I'm going to continue this conversation with Mr. Brian Logan, a rising real estate star and self-help guru. We're going to continue this conversation on how to truly own your truth. So Brian, before this little quick break here, we talked about the failure and how you get over the fear of failure so that you can propel yourself to reaching your dreams. People don't understand. You also left a lucrative career that was paying you quite well, but you decided to step out and gamble on yourself. Oh, now that's major because that's scary. That's scary within is scary. When was the day you said, I'm going to bet on myself. Yeah, well, you know, without going into too much detail in, in relation to that piece, I, I was working with a, an insurance company and, uh, you know, it, you know, I was spending 50 to 60 hours a week um, working, you know, my tail off. And um, the day that it really clicked for me and, you know, I made the decision that, I'm going to leave this. I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to, I'm going to take my talent, utilize it and, and go 100% at it was I was going through a situation earlier in the year and, you know, I was dealing with a lot of hardship and I felt the coldness of the, of the job set, set in. And it jaded me to a point where I had to make that decision that it was either myself or the job and I had to choose myself. And, you know, when you betting on yourself is, is, is the easy part, but it's about making a plan, sticking to that plan and setting out to execute it. So, you know, I, you know, I came from a a place, you know, and like you said, I was making really good money, but um, I wasn't happy. You know, I wasn't happy within myself. I wasn't happy with what I was doing. And, um, you know, I had to make the change and dedicate my time and my energy into doing something that I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, which is real estate. Um, and so now, you know, I can say that, you know, I am at the point where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm at peace with myself. Mm-hmm. I do things with, with, with motivation. I do things with energy. And it's all because I know in my heart of hearts that this is what is meant for me. And so knowing that, you know, I'm going to go 110% every step of the way for every single person, for myself, um, because that's just who I am. And it took dealing with a a couple different situations in order for me to realize that, you know, Mm -hmm. in order for me to understand that if I put 75, even 75% of the effort in to what I was doing into what I'm doing now, I would still be at a better place and still be happier than who I was seven, eight months ago. Mm. And in order for you to reach this conclusion, you had to align yourself with your truth first, and then you had to align yourself with the ideologies. Do you care to discuss how did you realign yourself because you had to make huge adjustments. And we're not telling people to recklessly say, I'm going to quit my job. I love how you said, I came up with a plan Mm -hmm. and then I executed it. That's important. That is important. That is the hugest thing. And, um, you know, it's something that you, you have to believe in, you have to believe in yourself, you know, and it's very cliche, but as cliche as it is, that's mm-hmm. what it, that's really what it's about is believing mm-hmm. in yourself. And, you know, if you can come up with a plan, that's half the battle. You, you, you've already figured out 50% of the equation. Now mm-hmm. the other 50% is about executing and, and, and putting into action those things you put on paper. And mm-hmm. I always suggest that write it down. Don't, don't, it down. don't keep it in your head. Don't, but write it down. Mm-hmm. And if you can focus on one area of your life at a time, you know, it's one thing to juggle a bunch of different things. And sometimes things get lost in in this area. But one thing that I knew that I loved was going to the gym. And so I made a conservative effort to make sure that I was always going to go to the gym, because that built up consistency. And once I learned how to stay consistent there, 
I was able to apply that consistency into other places of my life. Mm. So I made that plan and I was able to stay consistent with that plan. Things started to fall into place for me, like ways I had never seen before. Right. And so that, that was the most important and critical step of all this is the consistency. Mm. You know, you have to wake up every day and sometimes you're not happy. I mean, I was, I was, I was not a happy person. And you know, Thunder, we've had conversations where I've told you, you know, I'm, I'm not happy. And, um, you know, I had to get to a place of understanding that what the root cause was. I had to understand that, okay, the reason I'm not happy is because I'm, I'm waking up and I'm dedicating eight hours a day to something that I don't really enjoy. Mm. I had to understand that. And once I understood that and I got over that piece it made things so much easier because my vision was clear. That same vision we talked about became very clear to me. And once I had that clear vision, I was able to take the steps necessary in order to propel myself to the point where I am today. Mm. And let's not forget the number one word in all of this is that that sacrifice. sacrifice. You had to sacrifice a lot of things, you know, like, a lot of people don't understand. And let's break down what sacrifice looks like. Sure. You have to sacrifice your time when you want to mindlessly play video games or when you want to mindlessly watch TV or when you just want to do nothing with your time. You have to sacrifice a lot of your time. You have to sacrifice a lot of foolishness that you're even willing to internally take. And I'm not just talking about from the news. Sometimes you even have to cut off people who add no value in that moment. And that's not always the easy thing to do because you then come across like you're snubbing people or this, but the sacrifice is, and I find that to be the most difficult thing that for, for me in the beginning, it was like, okay, I had set goals So when I would want to talk to other people or listen to whatever problems they had, I couldn't do it because I had to sacrifice my time for this. And then the second thing is sacrificing financially. Mm. It's not coming for free, is it? Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) It's not coming for free. You get, you, you, you feel it. Yeah. You will feel it. Yeah, because when all your friends are hitting the club scene or when people are spending money left and right and posting, oh, I'm out to dinner, I'm traveling, this, that, and the other. I don't know when I've had my last manicure or pedicure because I've had to sacrifice a lot of finances to to get where I'm even right now. But is the biggest, the million dollar question is, Brian, is it worth it to you? There is no dollar value that you can place on your happiness there's Ooh. no dollar value that you can place speak your your drive and your your ambitions you should never allow anyone to purchase your ambition or your 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 motivation say it again right i think people need to hear that again say it again please that that there is no dollar amount that you can place on your drive your ambitions in your motivations, because those three things aren't up for sale. Those three things are specific, near and dear to you. And so you can never allow anyone to purchase that from you. The moment you do, you're giving up on yourself. And Mm. you have to have a certain belief in yourself if you're truly going to do something. If you're, and I've, I've been around so many great people in my life who've given me a lot of different messages and, and have, you know, told me a lot of different things. But one of the most important things is if you, if you're doing something, do it with everything you have hundred oh. percent, never go 50 or 75. And that applies to everything. If you're in the gym, go 100%. If you're in the classroom, go 100%. If you're working out in the field, go 100%. No matter what you do, everybody who's had success in their lifetime has went and done something at the highest of their ability. And, and, and they went a hundred percent at it every time. So give yourself credit, give yourself, um, you know, the warranted mercy that you deserve. But at the end of the day, you have to know that there's no amount of money that can buy you nothing, nothing, nothing in the world. And so to answer your question, um, 
no, the money is, is not worth your happiness. It is worth it. Don't get me wrong. It is worth it. it is, it's, it's a great tool to have, but it is not worth your happiness, nor is it worth, you know, the other things that, that, you know, it's not worth the batteries that are in your back. I mean, that is one of the most prolific things that you can say, because I know so many people, as you do, that have money. Money will never be an issue for them, not in this lifetime. And I yet they are some of the most unhappiest people that I've ever encountered. And it took me years to understand why. Because there's three things that you can never do in this lifetime. You cannot operate from a place of truth without having your soul. Yeah, I agree. You cannot operate from a place of truth. And if you give it away, let someone take it or buy it, what else do you have? Mm. You have nothing because every home, every dwelling that we have, what's on the bottom? There's a concrete. There's a base. Your soul is your base. And if you don't have a soul, then you don't have a base to operate your truth on, to go for who you are. You're telling yourself you're not worth it. Yeah. Every time you don't hold true to something that you believe in, you're telling yourself that you aren't worth it. There it is. And that hurts you. Yes. Yes. And if you're one of these people out there listening that have given your soul away, let someone take your soul or you sold your soul there is even hope for you you want to know why because that person that you gave it to they don't have a heaven or hell to put you in wow no human being on the face of this earth has that type of power so you can go to your higher power and ask that higher power to restore that because when you do that, like you said, that's the day that you can continue to build. And when those moments get really, really tough, all you got to do is step back is breathe. Amen. Amen. Breathe. Because no one has a heaven or hell to put you in. And for you, and I'm going to say this, and I don't mean to, to uh, make light of it, and I'm not being flippant. But for you to be so very young, to be able to own your truth and to step in it, and then this is a part of owning your truth, you're stepping in it, but you also know there are going to be hard days, there are going to be thorns, but at the end of the day, Brian owns Brian. Absolutely, absolutely. You can get through anything when Brian owns Brian, correct? Absolutely. I, I feel that in my heart of hearts. No matter what, there's not one bomb that I can't defuse when it comes to life. Because at the end of the day, as long as I have my health, as long as I have my family, and as long as I have my 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 passion and my drive, I'm gonna be fine. I'm going to be fine. And um, you have to kind of live with that mentality because you know it, it's so easy for something to ruin your day, but you're Absolutely. tested. You're tested day in and day out. And you have to, when given those tests, you have to step back and realize, okay, yeah, this is a test and realize that what, what's being asked of you is something that someone may, someone else may have been asked to complete that same test and they may have failed, but you were given that set, that specific test to see where exactly you were in your life. And mm-hmm. as long as you pass those tests, that is a great indication of, of, of how far you've come and where you've, you know, where you've been and where you are, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example, you know, on Thanksgiving day, um, I came outside and went into the driveway and I looked and saw my car had a flat tire on Thanksgiving morning. And I was planning on going over to my parents' house and, you know, enjoying food and, and, and being in that environment. And, it, it felt like things put a damper on my plans because here it is. My parents live an hour away from me. Right. My sisters live an hour away from me. And so, you know, I'm calling AAA. They're supposed to come out. You know, they took a couple hours to come out. But in that entire time, never did I, I never lost my cool. I never lost my patience because I knew it was a test. It was something that was being asked of me. 
And if it wasn't that, then someone else may have gotten that test and someone else may have not passed. So understanding that things that happen to you and things that come into your life are specific to you and they're there for a reason is important because it gives you a better gauge of, of your character and it, it helps you understand what it is that you need to work on moving forward. You know, mm. had that have been me five years ago, I probably would have flipped out. I would have been, <laughs> been one year ago, right? <laughs> one year ago, you know, I would have been jumbling, fumbling, like not knowing what to do. Right. You know, emotionally, emotionally, you know, just distressed and, and, and Absolutely. it would have been way bigger of a scene. But, you know, going through the things that I, I went through in the past year, you know, I really had to sit down and say, you know, it's not that big a deal. It's a tire. It's a tire. You know, but so. that's that's the beauty of as we wrap this segment up, Brian, that's the beauty of when you own your truth. Yeah, you got to go through the vulnerability. You got to go through the scary part because you do have to bet on yourself. But the outcome is there's a level of inward peace. That inward peace is the most invaluable thing that nothing, like you said, money can't buy. There's not enough love for another human being as much as you love your children, your significant other, your siblings, your parents. But having that inward peace, my God, we can't even put a check to that, can we? Oh, there's no dollar. There's no value. There's no dollar value that you can Mm -hmm. put on that. That Mm -hmm. inner peace is more important than anything, because at the end of the day, in this day and age that we live in with everything being popular, you know, everything is. Yes. It's so public. And so you can't fall a victim into that. Take care of your inner peace. Be mm-hmm. nice to yourself and, um, and, and, and be gracious to others because other people do deserve grace. I know it's hard in this climate, in this day and age to really understand that, but give grace when it's needed and when, when it's required because you never know what someone is going through. Absolutely. You know? and, and you could potentially be that thing that that person needed all along just by granting them grace and, um, and being a good person to them. So. Um, what is the one thing, Brian, before we end this and conclude? Sure. What is the one thing you would say to anybody out here listening that is feeling vulnerable and scared, but they're ready to own their truth and put a voice, not talk, but put a voice to their needs and their wants? What is the one piece of advice that you would give them? Go hard go Mm. hard if you're going to do it go hard you're ready to take that jump you're ready to leap off that cliff do it just understand you have a parachute but just because you have a parachute doesn't make you immune from taking bumps and bruises you're going to get hit you're going to feel upset you're going to feel scared you're going but do it and do it with everything that you have with every last vessel in your body do it, do it hard, go hard. And, um, you know, you'll be, you'll be pleasantly surprised in the end. That's right. With yourself, you know, <laughs> you, you, judge, you judge. And the last thing I'll say is you judge someone based on their effort that they put into the day, not the result. There it is. Now you understand Brian from the moment that you met me when we're in the gym, whether we're outside training, I always say, I don't want your best. I want your all. Yes. Because when you put your all, when you go hard, is root hog or die. Absolutely. And that's the way that it is. And if you are willing to gamble on yourself from every follicle on the top of your head to the skin, the epidermis at the bottom of your feet, when he's saying go hard, you must go hard. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what separates Brian Logan from all the other real estate agents that are out there, not saying that they're bad, good, or indifferent, but one of the things that separates Brian from so many other people, period, is that he's not selling you smoke and mirrors. He's creating an epic experience for you. And when he believes in you, he believes in you. So Brian, how can people get a hold of you? Absolutely. Uh, you can reach me via email. My email is brian at anthonyjosephrealty.com. Um, you can find me on social media at Brian Logan Realtor. Very simple. 
Um, and then you can also find me on Twitter at Brian Logan Jr. Uh, yes, I am a junior. I don't know if you know. <laughs> uh, that's, those are my socials. Um, feel free to DM me or uh, link me at any time. I am always open to conversation. Love, love meeting new people and, um, and doing what I can to help. So um, I really appreciate the, uh, the opportunity and, and you, know, you bringing me on here today. Oh my gosh, Brian, you know, as always, it was a pleasure. You know, you got to come back and chop it up. You already know this is just one of many, right? Absolutely. (laughs) I'm carving out every Sunday. And and like I said, I'm going to beat myself up after this podcast, but don't worry. I got you because this size five and a half foot, no worries. You don't have to beat yourself up because Thunder is coming to the rescue for that. (laughs) (laughs) And and you know, you're going to tap out and say what? What? When you tap out, what do you got to say? Oh, mercy. Oh, no. Thunder. Oh, thunder. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, see, look, I'm still I'm still from the last time. (laughs) I don't even remember that. You you, you get me. You get me. (laughs) I'll take it in Spanish too, Treno. You know, know I'll take it in Spanish too. Listen, I want to thank Brian Logan, that real estate guy, for being a part of the show. I also want to humbly thank our military veterans, active or retired, EMT, our firefighters, blessed to our teachers, frontline COVID staff, we love you. And of course, law enforcement officers I salute you you guys are truly the everyday heroes I also want to humbly thank all of the people who are listening who send me wonderful emails helping me becoming a better person without you guys the support and the love I couldn't do what I do remember the goal for each show is each one teach one Hopefully today I can reach one. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show and download this episode. I would love to hear from you. So you guys need to hit me up at MissThunder.net. Until next time, Brian and I are going to get out of here. He owes me these 100 push-ups. B, take them out. He's working on it. Goodbye, Brian. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you.